Hello, babe, and welcome to the Lucky Biz Podcast, a weekly deep dive into the exciting world of small business and web design, created especially for the brightest babes in the biz. We're your hosts and co-founders of web design agency Lucky Night Studio, me, Naomi, and me, Louise. We're here to sprinkle some inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of luck into your enterprising journey. You're listening to the Lucky Biz Podcast. Let's get this party started. Hey, Lou. Hey, hon. How's it going? Really good, thank you. How are you? I am I am good. Yeah, had a, we had bonfire night kind of over the weekend, so it's just kind of keeping dogs calm as always. How about you? Always. Yeah, much of the same, much of the same. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to recording today's podcast. We've got a lovely special guest in with us today. We will be chatting with Elle, who is known as the e-commerce assistant. So Elle teaches small business owners how to sell online and create thriving online shops using Shopify and Clavio. Hi, Elle. Hi, guys. How are you both? Really good. good. Thank you. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, a bit tired from all the fireworks, I think. <laughs> Keeping <laughs> the children happy and not too scared of them. It's quite... Oh, a... oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do they enjoy it, though? Uh, the big one, yes. The little one, no. Uh, she's Quite she's at that age where she's nearly two and it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit overwhelming for them, Very I think. Much. Yeah. And yes. then they get really into it as they get a little bit older. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet, though. I do feel for the little ones when you see them kind of, you know, everyone else is having fun and you can see them like, oh, uh, is Not this sure. okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like the pets, I think, the little ones. It's like, you know, my littlest was sort of shaking and she's never like a little dog. Oh. And I was like, <sighs> Okay, you know, it's not, I mean, they are a bit strange when you think about it. <laughs> they are kind of explosions for entertainment. It is a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, amazing. Well, do you want to sort of give us a quick intro into you and your business and how it all came about and what you do? Yes, I think you did a lovely quick intro. That That's my one-liner and I love it that you did use that. So yes, I'm Elle. I um, founded the e-commerce assistant to help um, founders of online shops, basically, to understand um, the sort of foundations of e-commerce more. So I I saw that there was um, lots of help for really specific things like Facebook ads or Instagram marketing, um, SEO, like all different sort of specific areas of like selling online or an online business. But I couldn't see that there was much help for like people just to understand like the fundamentals of the website, what you need to do, kind of like the basics, really, which obviously we all know are so important to then doing those other bits that are obviously important as well. So um, I wanted my background's always been in e-commerce um, and always with small businesses. I've never done the big corporate thing. It's always been with working within um, small businesses in my sort of employed life. And then I thought, well, I can help lots of people who are, you know, they're usually founders on their own. You don't often have someone else to sort of talk to or learn from. So the the idea was to um, help as many people as possible. And I, I wanted to start online learning. That was always the goal, but it's taken me quite a long time to sort of get there because um, I think I didn't, I maybe I didn't realize how tough it can be to put out sort of digital products and courses. And it's such a lot of work. And obviously it never actually stops. It's not passive income. It is totally active, <laughs> you know, keeping things up to date. So I've just been, um, it's been about three years now. And so I've done a mixture of sort of one-to-one, which I absolutely love. And now starting to launch more um, of those sort of digital products just to help more people get that sort of entry-level knowledge really to, to build upon. 
Oh, I love that. And we totally hear you. I think Louise and I've had exactly the same experience moving from strictly one to one to a kind of blended service yeah. and digital products model. All that talk online about passive income, that is not the case. Oh, it is yeah. <laughs> very it's been a lot harder than we probably either of us were expecting. It was like, oh, well, we're great at services. So we'll kind of make a product, put it out there because we think it's really good. And people will just magically come to it. And obviously, yeah. and unfortunately, it just isn't the case. So there's a hell of a lot of work that kind of goes behind the scenes. So I'm so glad that you, yeah, you brought that up. And I actually, kind of... and I think for me, this is kind of going off track, but the one-to-one is almost easier to sell and get mm. clients for. And I think that's a total uh, myth for me in terms of like what I do as a service provider. I kind of thought, oh, well, selling a product will be easier. But at the moment, I think it is so much harder. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. And it's just that time thing. Like you say, there's that initial, it takes time to grow. And I think that we'll dig into this in a little bit more detail as we go through, because we're actually going to be (laughs) chatting about busting some of those really common e-commerce myths that maybe hold small business owners back or stop them getting started on stuff because Mm. their expectations aren't, just like ours were, aren't quite aligned with Mm. the reality of it. So before we get stuck in to all of that, we like to sort of get a bit warmed up, make it a bit more fun by just throwing in some quick fire questions to you and then we'll get stuck into the meat of it. Cool. Sounds good. So number one, mm-hmm. tell us what tool could you not be without in your business? Uh, oh, I've, I did have an Instagram post on this a while ago because um, I had four, but if I had to pick one, Obviously, I'm not going to pick Shopify and Clavio because that, you know, that would be cheating. So I'm going to pick something <laughs> else. Um, well, I've recently, I'm not the best list writer. So I know we all get told to like write things down, plan, you know, plan out content, plan out this, plan out that. And I'm not great with that. I'm very much in my own head. Um, but obviously that has its pitfalls massively when you forget to do things. So um, <laughs> this year I have started using Trello again. Um, obviously there's lots of different sort of project management or list sort of tools to use. And mm-hmm. I'd used Trello years and years and years ago. I actually use it for my, to plan my wedding, to do like seating oh, wow. plan things. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then had just sort of not used it for ages. And then I started to use it again for you know, planning um, client work, like who who am I working with when, um, sharing boards with clients as a project management tool, um, dropping, trying to drop my ideas in there rather than on my phone, because obviously then it's sort of in a more manageable place. Although it's only me, it's still obviously good practice to not have it. I WhatsApp myself and it's just a terrible habit I've got because it's WhatsApp is just so long and I can't find anything. So yeah. Yeah, I am I am not using it, I know, to my best, but I at the minute I'm trying really hard to use it so without that you know I think I would be yeah definitely lot totally lost at the minute with clients and with my sort of being my own client I really do need to use that yeah I love that I love that you whatsapp yourself I think that's great it does work it works to some extent it's just I know if I could just like drop it into Trello rather than whatsapp because I then have to transfer it almost from whatsapp to trello and it's just like you get into these bad habits sometimes yeah. and it's yeah it's you give yourself so much admin i find myself yeah. doing yeah. jobs like that all the time i take my handwritten list and then put it into my <laughs> click up and then from click up i start and it's like why am i doing yes <laughs> like whatever i don't know sometimes i think we can fall into those traps of like oh i must do something this way yeah. like mm-hmm. i keep thinking i should write a list because i've seen online everyone says write a list and yeah write that long list and make it into a smaller list and i just am not a list writer so it's yeah. like actually 
if the Trello thing works and the kind of WhatsApping myself does work, is it, that's yeah. okay, right? Love that. Yeah. Do what works yeah, yeah. for you. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Second quickfire question. What motivating lesson have you learned since you've started your business? I think that comes back to what we've just touched on, actually. And I think it's that you might have this idea of like, this is how things are going to go. And this applies to like the clients I work with as well with online shops. So, you know, you might think this is the product that's going to sell best. And this is how I'm going to, I'm going to launch this and then do this. And I think with like trying, I've learned, you've just got to try things out, put things out there and be okay with something not selling or something Mm -hmm. not going the way you planned or the thing you thought was going to set the world alight doesn't set the world alight, but then it leads to something else usually, doesn't it? It's like actually that thing didn't work but that seed from it then you know plant that and it becomes something much much better so I think I've learned that it's that like agility I suppose that you've got to be prepared to try things and put yourself and things out there but also be ready to kind of go do you know what that one just totally bombed (laughs) yes yeah yeah totally agree with that I think that's just all part of the entrepreneur business business owner experience isn't it you realize the reason that people do well is because so many things didn't necessarily go the way they planned. So being resilient enough to just go, okay, yeah. not that time, but the next yeah, time. Yeah. And just move yeah. on to the next thing. And I guess it's that like imposter syndrome and things creep in and then you start to doubt yourself, but actually it's like, yeah, you've got to kind of have all those failures and they're not yeah. even failures. That's such a big word, you know, it's no, not, yeah. it's just, an idea that you think is great doesn't always land with your ideal yeah. client you know whether that's a you know a online shop owner and their you know their customer or us service-based business owners with our clients and it's just like adapt 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 like constantly. that's it yeah. yeah and you learn from it isn't it you go oh okay that didn't land quite yeah. what I thought so you know I need to take my lessons from it and kind of adapt but yeah it's a, a challenge, definitely. But I think if you can frame it in a more fun way, isn't it? Of like, oh, okay, I'm exploring different things. Yeah. It kind of helps. And yeah, I agree. I don't like that word failure because yeah. they, they use it a lot, don't they? Like, oh, it failed as a product or something. It's a bit harsh. Yeah, it's not the right word. It's like, it is just all testing, isn't it? Like when it comes yeah. to yeah. so much online, where you talk about ads or, you know, even mm. when I talk to clients about email marketing, it's like, well, this is what you should do or what I think would work. But actually, I don't know. You've got to just test like what's going to land. You've, it's all testing and optimizing. So maybe that's that sort of switch of mindset that's quite mm. positive to have rather than failures. It's like, well, that was a test and it went you know, badly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This time. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. Wait yeah. for next time. <laughs> All right. And the final and most important quick fire question. If you could only have one biscuit for the rest of your life, which would you choose? And this oh, is such a biggie for business owners. This is, yeah. It's so important for like day to day, you know. Absolutely. Time. Um, that one's easy for me and it's a chocolate malted milk. Oh, Ooh, well yeah. That is a rogue choice, but I love that. Yeah, that's a good so, one. Like, it's so like multi milk's amazing, but like the luxury of the chocolate, like, it's so good. <laughs> oh, I love that. That is, you've gone for a classic, but you've just leveled it up in yeah. some way. And I really respect that choice. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Love chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incredible, right then? So we've got those fun bits out of the way. So I think now we can dive into busting some of those really common e commerce myths that come up. A lot of the time. So we've touched on this a little bit already, but people think that if they want to sell online, the thing that they have to do is get themselves set up and like set up a website, get themselves online, and everything will just happen. Everything will just start. You know, if you build it, they will come, all of that kind of thing, <laughs> which unfortunately 
It's just never, ever the case. So what do you say to this myth that once a small business owners set up their own website, their products will just sell themselves? They, you know, they've built it, it will come. Is that true? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> I think the thing is that that part of the journey, like pre-live, going live, that website build can be such, especially people are DIYing, which I'm all for, obviously, um, but it's such a big mountain to climb, isn't it? Mm. It's so huge to go, I know nothing about whatever platform, actually, it doesn't need to be Shopify, any platform. I've chosen this platform. I'm going to build a website. That's such a huge thing that I think it's almost getting to that peak that then it's like, well, I've done it. So now things will sell. Maybe it's, we have to convince ourselves of that to make that bit easier. I don't know. Like it's, it's okay to think that I think, but it's maybe just getting a bit of a reality check of like that a lot of people, and I've put this on Instagram before, like a lot of people have said that the build actually turns out to be the easier bit and that post build, that optimizing, that continually changing it and that's selling all the time. Like that's the hard bit. And, and it is literally (laughs) never ending because you can't stop selling. You can't stop changing, optimizing, testing, just like we just touched on. Right. And it's maybe it's something we just have to like convince ourselves of to get to that next step. And I'm Mm. very much you know, pro do what you need to get to that next step. Don't think about two, three years down the line. I mean, that yeah. might be against a lot of advice, you know, you do see on Instagram <laughs> and on in online business, but I, I do think we have to bring sort of make it simple for ourselves sometimes and just take mm-hmm. off those things. Like what do I absolutely need to do to launch? But yeah, then yeah. like you can't stop at, at that point, can you? Like you have to have a, a post launch plan. And I actually see a lot of the time, that people don't have that and that's when things get really scary because you if you've not got a plan it all goes a bit oh you know it's like tumbleweed and yeah yeah I I think after the launch of a website I think it's just very unclear to a lot of business owners what to do next you know because uh I feel like a lot of it's kind of like gatekeepered uh like behind closed doors of like SEO what really is marketing and I think also because it's difficult because it's so dependent on your customers you know where you market totally depends on where your customers will will be kind of generally yeah so I think it's I think the website is the easier part because it's yeah. a clear definition of like oh I, the website's live they can click by fantastic I've done my job and now what yeah now it's like and now I have to like research and do stuff yeah. I think it's so fuzzy and un- unclear um, and maybe that's kind of there's like this n- miss this noise you get I'm picking on Instagram again but I think it is where a lot of small business owners will start that sort of journey of like whether it's finding customers or finding help and I think there is a lot of noise in terms of where do you then go like you've said what what's that next point where are your customers and that's where things oh you must be on every channel you must do every social you must do um not that I'm saying you shouldn't do SEO but you must do SEO you must do ads you must do Pinterest it's like oh my gosh that's so overwhelming isn't it yeah that maybe that's then too much and people just go nope can't do any of that don't understand so you're right I think there isn't that like clear path of like what do you do next like how do you Mm -hmm. find customers and not only how do you find customers because I don't really help people do find customers I help people when the customers kind of been found and get onto their um get onto their website and that first attempt of a website especially like I say, if people are DIY, is never going to be the best thing they've ever produced. It's going to get better. Yes. So you have to obviously have the the plan, the time, the strategy to to make it better. And I think 
you know, so many, I talk to so many founders that are like, oh, I haven't, I haven't really updated my website for three years or something. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And then you're like, I, I get it. I totally understand yeah. it because as we've already discussed, people see it as this like mountain needs to be climbed. You've launched, you've got to the top, that's it, job done. And I totally agree with what you said about you don't actually need to know everything three years down the line. You kind of focus on the next step rather than the whole staircase, as they say. But um, yeah, I think it's it's a process. You have to be constantly working on it. And that's why we're such big fans of small business owners when it is their first ever website doing the DIY route because it's going to take you a couple of years to figure out what it is that you even need. And if you pay thousands for someone to do it for you that very first time, you're going to pay them to do it not in the best possible way because you don't even know your business that yeah, well yet. Exactly. And your business is going to grow. Like you might be starting with um, DIY images. Obviously, mm-hmm. we all want people to start with professionally shot images, but maybe the budget doesn't stretch. So you're okay. then that's going to change and that's going to totally transform the website or your branding might change or your, you know, all these things that change. Yeah, I think you're totally right. And I think what I see when someone maybe has invested in having their website built is that they then have no clue how to use it. And that has got to be one of the biggest problems, because at least if you have DIY, you're going to be learning along the way. Like it's going to be tough, but you're going yeah. to learn. You're going to self, you know, self-learn. You're going to know kind of roughly what you've done to get it there. So you should be able to then progress maybe with some help from someone like me. But yeah, um, absolutely. I, I see that, you know, a website built for you, handed to you. And then it's never changed. Maybe that's a reason why as well, because there's not been that like, and I think, you know, you touched on that gatekeeping. I I see that a lot. I talk to clients where they've been, they tell me that, oh, they, you know, my web developer wouldn't tell me how to add X, Y, Z. I'm sure you guys get it as well. Like, and I'm like, really? Like, why are they withholding that information? Yeah. Why would you want as a, you know, as a web designer, Lou, I know that you'll feel this way as well. Why would you want those emails five times (laughs) a week? Like, can you change this image for me? Can you update the link? No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, we we get it quite a lot that people kind of move over of just saying like, I can't have it so that I can only update my website through email of me saying on this particular page, you know, and then they've got to schedule them in. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's quite a big hurdle. And especially when, as you said, like, the website isn't fixed I think a lot of people think that whereas Mm. really I mean and for SEO reasons as well it's great that you have to keep going in and changing it you're you need to be adapting it for your customers for feedback for new stuff but um but yeah a lot of people like to think it's quite static isn't it yeah absolutely and it's I think maybe that's another myth we can just quickly add onto the list because (laughs) I talk a lot about websites yeah they're not static they're fluid they're changing for so many reasons it's not just design it's not but it's everything it's like you say, it's what your customers want. It's those tech change. I mean, Shopify, it's just changed beyond belief in about in the last three yeah, years. Yeah. So anyone's website that hasn't been updated for, you know, three plus years, I know that their their websites are way behind the times and they look dated even yeah. in three years. And mm-hmm. I think it does need that continual change. And it's just um, for so many different reasons. And it's simple. I think it just comes back to that simplifying it and going, what do I need to do weekly, monthly, yearly? Yes. Which is hard, yes. isn't it? It's hard yeah. to know. And it's hard for us, I think, as well, to tell people what to do because mm-hmm. it, it will depend on the sort of business model. But there's quite a lot of tasks that if you just sort of scheduled in. Yeah. I say that like it's so easy and I know it's No, not. no, but I, I think I, I really prefer, and this is definitely something we always try and push, 
thinking about it as a as a habit as well of like a weekly you know exactly yeah. the same with like seo well i just need to do the seo i'm like what is it well that you will always need to do that because yeah. that will always need to kind of be worked on you know the same way with you don't go okay i did the marketing yeah the marketing tick. for the business <laughs> is done uh, forever like yeah. you know it's just one of those things and it's it's trying to change like your mind frame see i love the idea of like weekly monthly yeah upkeep you know the same way that you would write a blog that you would post on Instagram you know thinking about your website in a similar way Mm. um I think it's really useful but definitely difficult especially with like the fuzziness around it I think yeah I think the habit thing's a good point though I I think when you start doing something or maybe if you have this checklist in mind or whatever that Mm. that almost keeps you accountable doesn't it like yes I work with mainly solo founders so Mm. like me they only have themselves to sort of blame if you like but also (laughs) yourself to tell yourself what to do and it's really that is hard so yeah um but I think that habit building thing like I started emailing at the start of this year once a week well actually did more than once a week now but I had a weekly email so I'm gonna just start it and honestly just starting it and doing it I some weeks I'm like oh I don't really want to I mean that doesn't happen much but because I've been doing it weekly I now have to do it weekly yeah yes. I think applying that to an SEO task um mm-hmm. updating the home page like little things weekly bi-weekly whatever it is actually if you just start those that habit mm. it it does kind of stick doesn't it yeah definitely yeah, yeah. hey small biz queen You've probably heard by now that great search engine optimization is the key to getting visible on Google and being discovered by more dream customers than ever before. But where to even start? Start with Soar, our signature SEO course, especially for busy female founders just like you. In as little as 30 minutes per week, Soar guides you through the search engine skills required to start boosting your visibility, gathering inquiries, and selling your offers consistently through your website. Saw is actionable, bite-sized, and created especially for small biz owners looking to make their websites the most profitable they can be. It launches January 2024, and you can save £100 just by being on the waitlist. Head to luckynightstudio.co.uk now to join the waitlist and save £100 when we launch the course in January. We can't wait to see you in the SEO Girl Gang. I've just got way too many questions actually now we've got you um do you have something that like like a priority what you would recommend for people to start with or is that so uh up to kind of their business their business model and how they work or do you go this is what I would always recommend people kind of focus on first if they're they've built the website they're ready to kind of you know take over the world what would you kind of recommend um I have promised my email list I'd make a guide that tells them this and I haven't done it yet because as I said these products are hard to make (laughs) Um, but yes I think it's I think it's those obvious things of like the look and feel so like the homepage needs updating and that will be either like weekly if you have a very high sort of in lots of new products and things change a lot I would be doing it weekly but it might actually stretch to monthly because if you Mm -hmm. could have a slower sort of turnover of stock I think people will then say to me, well, I don't know what to say because I get that about emails. And I think it's the same with homepages or um, announcement banners or, or whatever, just content, I guess, in general. Yeah. Um, but And I think, again, it depends if you've got lots of new things coming in. Well, that's pretty easy what you're going to put sort of on there. But also it's reminding of bestsellers. It's it's treating your um, let's focus on the homepage specifically. It's treating it like a shop, isn't it? How we go into 
MS. And the thing we see at the front might have been there for three, four, five weeks, but it's been visually merchandised. The stock's been moved, rotated. Mm. Um, and we are then as a customer seeing something new. So I think it's that typical thing of we know our products or our services so well that we forget that people don't know them so well or yeah, haven't yeah. seen it. Like you could have something new on site for yeah a couple of weeks, but actually if you could, I could say to someone, well, have you emailed about it and have you put it on the homepage and does it, do you have a collection preview of it? And you know, are you actually talking about it? Yes. So I think if you actually just sat and look at your products, whether you have lots of new or you don't, there's always, you're going to have bestsellers for one. So it's maybe rotating them. And I think you can just be clever with like what you pop on the homepage, for example, and how you kind of rearrange that to freshen it up. And I go on Beauty Pie a lot because they're, I love their homepage and I use it as a lot for examples. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm constantly changing, obviously huge brand, lots of resource, but just to take inspiration from that, like the blocks don't really change if you look at mm-hmm. it. So they're not mm-hmm. rearranging everything. They are just like changing the founder image, changing the uh, bestsellers, changing the preview collection, changing the lead banner, changing a few words here and there. Like, I think it's just reminding people that you don't have to redesign things. You yeah. just need to keep things update and updated and fresh, um, especially because I focus a lot on obviously repeat customer when I talk to people about email. So if you're thinking of someone who's been on the site last month and now they're on it again, we don't want them to be bored. We want them to be like, mm. oh, I, I didn't see that last time. And it's just yeah. that sort of, yeah, refreshing, I think. Thinking of it as a refresh rather than like a redesign. Um, yeah. And that's probably what I would, I think even just that alone would be, if if people could do that weekly, whatever, monthly. Yeah. That would yeah. be amazing. That's it. Yeah, going that. back a bit to the, the point as well about, it's, I guess it's that trial and error, isn't it? Okay, if I have my banner wording be this, okay, that didn't land as well as the previous one. Okay, so what are my customers kind of gelling with? What's the tone of voice that they're liking, isn't it? And it's that thinking about I'm exploring and I'm learning. Mm. And the idea of just refreshing content on the on the homepage, I think is, yeah, really great shout. I'll add that to our to do list, (laughs) May. Yeah, Yeah, me too. (laughs) And I think that's... Sorry, I think that's why so many small businesses, we've we've kind of touched on the Instagram thing, will prioritise things like creating 25 reels, making loads of carousel posts, like posting to Instagram multiple times a day, overdoing their website, because that feedback is so instant, Mm -hmm. you get, you know, you don't get 25 likes on your homepage, and you don't know what's working and what people like so quickly, but putting that time in and keeping an eye on that, like small pieces of data over time, the benefit of it is so much larger than what you would receive through Instagram because a lot of that is just vanity metrics and things yes. that don't really result in sales. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can use Instagram though. One of the things I was going to say yeah. was if something's worked really well and resonated on Instagram, like an image, let's say, mm-hmm. like whack that on the top of the homepage. Like that's yes. obviously working yeah. there. Then it it should work on the website. So it might not, obviously. That's why we come back to testing and things. But actually maybe I think sometimes it's just linking it all together as well like mm-hmm. whether it's something that's landed well on email or Instagram whatever you're kind of using and then just making sure you don't forget about the website because I think that's yes. what happens it's Instagram is yeah instant gratification we all love that dopamine hit of likes or whatever email well I don't know I think some people like email some people don't so you can, <laughs> you can <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation but yeah. <laughs> 
I I think people know they need to do email, even if they're not. Mm -hmm. But the website thing, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot, or I don't have time. And I think it's just, yeah, rearranging the priorities a little bit just to push Mm -hmm. it slightly higher up the sort of, you you know, your to-do list. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Because what do you say to small business owners that get started with all this that think, because obviously we use Instagram, we love Instagram, we love social media as a tool what you know so many service providers and I think this is where it gets sticky mm. use Instagram and social media predominantly for their sales you can't really do that as a product-based business owner what do you say to this myth that you know social media is where you sell yeah uh it's really hard because I think everybody thinks that's where you sell whatever you yeah. sell whether it's um and actually, it's not even service based business. It's not actually where we sell because you're probably mm. going to hop on a discovery call or you've got them on your email list and then you're going to go through a flow, you know, or um, a yeah. funnel, or whatever. You know, it might be where you find people. And I'm very much pro having conversations on there and chatting to people and using it in a social way. But mm-hmm. I think, even for me, I'm quite aware that it's not where sales happen. Yeah. I think product based business owners, so e com, online shops, I think it's just easy. I do think Instagram's easy. It's accessible. You can literally whack up a picture and write something and you probably will get some sort of, like you say, like, comment, whatever, a DM. But from every sort of business I've worked on and seen their back end on Shopify and Analytics or Google, it is not, there's not sales. It's not like a big sales channel. It might be when you're running Mm -hmm. ads, but if we're just talking organic at the moment, the website obviously is where the sale happens. So even if they click through to the website, which they're probably not, Instagram does everything it can to keep us on there. It doesn't yes, want yeah. us to go. It doesn't really want us to go elsewhere. I know there's mm-hmm. ads and things, but so once we get them on the website, if your Instagram is like beautifully designed and your graphics are amazing because you've spent loads of time in it and then they jump on a website and they're like, this looks naff. This doesn't look yeah. like the Instagram and this website looks out of date and the footer's really bad. You know, all these sort of warning signs. There's no trust. There's no slick, cool, mm. beautifully designed content filled and good sort of e-com functionality website. They're not going to buy. So even mm-hmm. if you've got the best Instagram in the world, whatever that might be, the website is where the sales happen. And yeah. even though it, it is can be a contributing factor, like a good Instagram, and I'm not saying anyone shouldn't use it and I love it too. Um, it's not where like the vast majority of sales are going to come from ever. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's using those other things to either get customers, so your customer acquisition, like let's say SEO, and then convert them, which is for me, it's like website, it's email marketing, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's everything working together. And I think that does come back to that overwhelm of I must do every social channel and I must do every marketing channel and, and you can't. You absolutely can't. If you're if yeah. you're a solo founder, you can't. No, it is yeah, prioritizing. Yeah. So it comes back to is your website a priority for you? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I've and got it really, another... really should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it should be. I've got another uh myth I would like to bust. Um <laughs> so do you think then like I know that you sometimes hear that you can only get really like organic traffic to your website by placing ads. So whether that's uh Instagram ads or Facebook or Google ads. Do you recommend them or is that something for like, again, business specific or? I think it depends. Like I obviously don't specialize in them, but I know lots of people that do. And I think when you work in any sort of area of online business, you you have that awareness of lots of different channels, don't you? So mm-hmm. I don't think you need them. Definitely right, not. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, like Instagram 
if you're just doing Instagram and expecting lots of sales, that is where you're going to struggle because Instagram has changed from years ago. Um, and it would be pretty tough just to so solely focus on like an organic Instagram. I think mm-hmm. it comes back to there being a marketing mix, doesn't it? Like there yeah. needs to be multiple strategies, not everything, but there needs to be different ways you are trying to find customers. And I think ads do work. Obviously, I have clients that use ads and they work amazingly well, but they don't work for everyone and they don't have to be for everyone. And you certainly don't have to launch and then be doing ads straight away. I think actually most ads managers would suggest not doing that because, Mm -hmm. you know, we need that like organic traffic and organic customer to come and use the site and see like, how does it actually work for someone who's found it sort of organically rather than through an ad? So mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you need them. Um, I mean, as managers will come at us and say you do, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um I don't know. Like I I I don't think I massively shop for ads, but then I think I I get to see so many small business owners from my job. So but I know like my mum does, she'll see an ad yeah. and buy she's already bought my daughter a Christmas present through an ad. So yeah, you know, I think <laughs> it comes back to testing though, doesn't it? Because some mm. people like Google ads will work really well and Facebook ads just won't work for them. It depends on the business and what you sell. So yeah. uh, I think it's always going, this is the the general consensus, but does this work for me? It's mm-hmm. always, I think yes. every, don't you have to look at everything like that for your business? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, yeah. The, and I think the, the point you made as well about not doing it straight away, I think is so key. And I understand why people do, because I think yeah. when you, especially if you bought like a Google domain, they then go, here's 200 pounds of like a free yeah. advertising. So you go, oh, I, that's obviously the next step. But again, it's that idea of like, actually, you don't really know your customers at the moment. You know, you don't know the tone of voice you, they like. You think you know them, but you don't. And it's only through, you know, collecting that data, you know, yeah. and, and kind of assessing it, I think. Yeah, so I definitely think that idea of wait a good few years, see what fits, see what doesn't. You know, Because otherwise, it's expensive. It's an expensive yeah. lesson to make, isn't it? It kind of all adds up suddenly. Um, yeah. let alone time as well expensive with time definitely I would say so thank you that was all just for me <laughs> <laughs> love that well this I think has been so useful I know that I've been taking some crazy mental notes while we've been listening to you talk because there's yeah. a lot of stuff and this is the thing that I think it's important for a lot of small business owners to understand like don't feel bad if you haven't mm. got everything perfect you know Louise and I are web designers and there's things that we find with our website every single day that we're like oh that would be working better couldn't it like (laughs) it just it's a process and Mm. particularly everything just takes time everything just takes time so anyone who's listening to this and feeling maybe a bit like oh god (laughs) suddenly I've got 15 more jobs on my (laughs) to-do list you've got time to sort it and really prioritizing it as well I think because I've got my whatsapp as I've referred to I've (laughs) just been whatsapping myself this morning like add this to my email flow add this to my website update this it's literally never ending but I think you I think this is where when you launch it's quite hard but as you as you grow into your business maybe over a year or two down the line you will start to know what will make the biggest difference Mm -hmm. like doing x is going to make a difference to the bottom line is going to make a difference to sales whereas doing another Instagram post might not so I think it's just yeah. where you know what's going to be that big that quick win that's going to make a biggest difference that is going to help my customer um yeah. so I think it yes you might now have a big long list we all do it's okay but yeah. actually it's knowing like spend 20 minutes updating your home page that yeah. could that literally could make a difference to your sales whereas 
something else on your list maybe could just drop down a little bit and it's okay Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I totally agree with that and I think this is something that I really just started putting into place like this year because somebody said it out loud to me and I was like oh my god but like a to-do list genuinely never finished like what there is no fun in trying to actually just cross everything off (laughs) you'll never get there it's a hamster wheel so you might as well just let it carry over just keep going on it and that will make your life so much easier Mm. yeah definitely so what can people do to catch up with you a bit more how can people find you what can they download from you (laughs) well hopefully yeah all my digital products um yeah (laughs) instagram i'm always on instagram and happy to have a chat i probably should be on there less um (laughs) i've started tracking my time on it and it's it's horrible i'm not even going to say how long but i'm always on there i'm always happy to help so yeah instagram um at the e-commerce assistant um or head over to my website where yeah i've been like you say updating lots realizing what i can do better on my own website um i've got one-to-one services on there where you can work with me to learn from me i can do it for you or now i've got some lovely um digital products just to help get things started and yeah that entry level for people who just want to test the waters mm-hmm. amazing amazing oh well thank you so much for joining You're us welcome. today it's been an absolute pleasure it has been you. great although I must say I've actually got a load more questions so I might have to get you on again just for me personally <laughs> yeah we'll just have a chat I'm, yeah yeah exactly so but yeah I've learned a load today so thank you so much that's been really helpful I think uh and thank you so much for chatting with us today it's been an absolute joy thanks guys bye, bye. Well, babe, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Lucky Biz podcast. We hope that you found it informative and fun and that it's given you loads of actionable tips to take into your own small business. If you want to connect with us and have a chat about anything that we've spoken about today, you can find us on Instagram. We're at Lucky Night Studio or head to our website, www.luckynightstudio.co.uk. You'll find loads of great web and digital resources on there, such as website templates, social media bundles, and heaps of happy hour and SEO services. It's been super fun recording this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did, and we'll catch you on the next one.